0: Hello everyone, it's the Experts and Nothing podcast here, and um, if you listened to the last episode, you'll know that it was before Christmas, and now it's after Christmas, and can you just believe where the time's gone? I mean, Christmas just seemed to have gone in like a second, I mean, what happened? But um, I hope everyone did have a nice Christmas, and um, it's not quite New Year yet here, um, which I hate New Year's anyway, and Samantha will attest to that it's just a bit of a nothing holiday isn't it it's not even a holiday really but there's so much expectation to have a nice time and I usually end up crying on New Year's because boys broke my heart or it's just been a disappointment or oh, just horrid, 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 horrid so hate New Year anyway so the less about that the better but Christmas was delightful um, it was, as I say, it went it went quite quickly it was quite quiet to begin with I mean I was just at home for Christmas um with my parents this year um we had a lovely dinner it was very relaxed had some lovely gifts um, a beautiful necklace um and some jigsaws and yeah just very nice of course watch the governor and Stacey special um we will get on to that no when I'm reunited with Samantha. But um, my initial thoughts were that the first kind of, I don't know, 20 to th- 25 minutes was a bit, mm, perhaps I shouldn't have bothered coming back after 10 years. It was just maybe a bit of an anticlimax. And maybe that's our fault because we'd kind of hyped up so much. But once they'd kind of got past Needing to explain a backstory of what they've been really doing for ten years and kind of got back into the everyday story of just them being, it was as if it was kinda of right back to where they were and and so it it did it was a, a tale of two halves, I'll say. But then I spoke to other people who didn't enjoy it at all um and then I spoken to other people who have kind of thought it was brilliant and then other people who have been like mm, it was alright but it wasn't the best thing I watched over Christmas so I uh I suppose overall positive but maybe not excellent but what did you think did you did you guys watch it did you think it was worth the hype let us know Get involved um, so yeah, Christmas Day was quite chilled, quite relaxed, you know, put my Christmas jumper on, uh, ate too much, drank too much, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Boxing Day, both my brothers came, and my nieces came, and it was just so different from Christmas Day, it was Tell of two houses, really because it was just nice so we'd gone from relative peace and sophistication and candles on the table for dinner and posh plates and posh glasses that only come out once a year to let's use the not so nice plates in case my sister in law breaks them because she has a habit of doing that and let's not get the nice, posh, expensive glasses out in case my sister-in-law breaks. <laughs> uh, so we ended up with the just kind of nice ones, just not the ones we get out all the time. Um, so there's kind of, do you, I mean, do you guys have that? Like, do you have, do you have different levels of posh stuff? I mean, we do. I mean, we have our everyday plates. Obviously, that you know, you eat this, that, and the other on then my mum's got a whole dinner service which is really old now but i only ever used to come out at christmas but or when she did a dinner party or something or maybe easter it maybe comes out easter it doesn't even really come out easter anymore um but that's quite nice and that's like a full service so that's like a next tier up it's got like the posh um i say posh but you know like if you have uh if you're doing, like, a dinner party, you have, like, tea and coffee at the end and stuff. Um, she's got all the matching ones of those. Whereas normally, if we had tea, we wouldn't have tea and coffee after. You just... Well, you just don't, do you? Um, so we've got that level up. And then my mum's got some super posh plates that she got from this Italian brand really where she got it from but they're just kind of crisp white classic but yeah they don't come out very often at all like i said they only really come out when it's no children and my clumsy sister knows not really about so (laughs) uh so yeah so we had the nice ones and then um as i say the glasses uh, we have multiple tiers of glasses as well i mean the ones we used on christmas day were um royal dalton i think some like big chunky buggers mine um literally like if you smashed it over the head of someone i think you'd probably kill them uh like that weighty kind of thing um and they hold lots of wine which is wonderful oh and you can tell it was a bit posher because um my mum got out the little tumblers ready for the water i mean well, we don't have separate tumblers for water normally but it's all those things that make christmas what it is isn't it you have the the posh table settings and stuff um so we kind of had a, a mini version of that unboxing day um but with children and clumsy people and all being crammed around a, a table uh kind of makeshift style you can't really afford to kind of go too posh um but that's kind of the other thing of of uh having family at christmas as well isn't it it's kind of the make do and, and kind of everyone's a bit hickety pickety and kind of sat on top of each other and uh it's, it's kind of just the way it is there it's kind of tradition i mean unless you live in a mansion and you have a huge table where you can sit at like 25 who normally has a table that can sit sort of more than six maybe eight people i mean you're really kind of pushing it and i mean dining chairs you don't have that many dining chairs so everyone has to kind of get those fold-out chairs out of the cupboard that come out like once a year and um I think we used I sat on a chair for books and day that I'd upcycled from lives in my parents bedroom but I sat on that for the day so like you, you kind of just make do with it don't you um and that's sort of part of the fun really so I mean, it was wild because the children obviously just wanted to open everything, um, and then once he'd opened it, then he wanted to actually open the gift and play with the gift. So there was just a mass of paper, plastic, cardboard. Those horrible plastic tie things that hold the, the toy into the cardboard. Ugh. Um, so in terms of that, it was just mayhem and you know me being me i'm trying to figure out what i can recycle so i think i went out to the bin more times in the space of about three hours than i have done probably an entire year where i was gone back and forth back and forth to recycle stuff so uh that was a fun job but otherwise it's just carnage isn't it? And you think i can't fit all this stuff in my bin so you've got to be s- slightly realistic and slightly sensible about it even though I probably came across as a bit of a bore of don't go that way don't rush them. you know um but you know that's just the way I am everyone has their roles in the family and uh I'm the neurotic one so so be it I'll take it but um but no it was lovely to see the family as I say I had some lovely presents um my brother got me um, a lovely backpack so that was nice and then uh Oh I had a lovely frame from my nieces, bless them. It was uh yeah, what did it say? Something like the the best sisters become or get upgraded to the auntie or something. And so I thought that was that was very sweet. So um I, I like stuff like that. But uh but yeah, what did we I think then we kind of had another kind of round two box and dinner the day after because my god we're just meat 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 that is all we're eating i i don't know who, how many people my mum thinks we're feeding here because we have turkey and then for some reason it's just kind of tradition now that on christmas day we also have another meat with our roast dinner so we always have like a beef why it's just our tradition i think so we always have like two meats on the day and then obviously all the trimmings and then because we always have cold meat and homemade chips on boxing day my mum always then cooks like a ham um i mean it won't be christmas without ham would it so then that's t- brought to three meats and then she'll sometimes cook i don't know why i say sometimes because she does she cooks a port, a bit of pork Which is weird because it's essentially ham. But don't they taste so different? Strange, isn't it? Um, So that's four meats. Does she have anything else? Oh, she had one of those um, like meat pie things that you can have cold that you get from like a deli counter. So we have one of those. And it's like, how many people do you think we're feeding? I mean, the bird in itself, the turkey was humongous. So we've had um, varieties of meat dishes. So obviously we had it on Christmas Day, then we had a Boxing Day, then we had it the day after. Then we had bits of. I oh, hope was it? Tur- we had bits of turkey with a bit of tomato pasta. Um, we had it in a curry. Uh, I don't think that's what we're up to so far. So I don't know what we can morph into next, but I just don't want to throw it away. I hate throwing away food. Um. So, yeah, we'll have to come up with something creative for the, the others. Maybe like a mash or potato with the meat or something. I don't know. That'd be nice. But, um, yeah, a bit meated out. And to be fair, I think... My veins are now fully filled with wine. I don't think I've ever had so much wine in my life. Um, and, like, it's just, it's madness, really, isn't it? Because even on Christmas Day, we started with Bucks Fizz. Then I do not think I had a drink then till lunch. I mean, I did have two Bucks Fizzes, to be fair, as well. Then we had lunch, of which you know, straight on the wine, I did have a bit of token water, because my mum had, as I say, put the posh, posh water glasses and the water jug out, not just straight from the tap, but no, no, not on Christmas Day, um, and then, I had a few glasses of wine with lunch, because it's, you, you kind of just mosey along, don't you, you kind of before you know it, you're like, you're three hours late, and you're still sort of eating your bits of lunch with your dessert, or whatever you're having, then, I think I had some more wine in the evening after I played a board game, as you do on Christmas. So they tend to only come out at Christmas. I mean, I love board games, don't get me wrong. But sometimes just life gets in the way and you just don't end up playing them. So we made a point of playing a game so we could say we played a game. Then, yeah, so that was Christmas Day, so i had quite a lot of wine on Christmas Day. Then, obviously, you do it all Ooh. again on Boxing Day. Lots of wine was flowing. And then, obviously, because you've got bottles open, because we'd already we'd opened some wine on Christmas Eve, so then we had to use that up. And, obviously, because you're kind of still using all the posh, table linen and things like that to kind of extend Christmas as much as you can um uh, yeah you kind of we tend to have it at lunch we have like the main meal at lunch and then the wine's flowing for that and then obviously because you've still got so many glass you find that like mid-afternoon you're still drinking wine and then it gets to the point where you're like I need something other than alcohol I mean it's disturbing really i think i've probably drunk a year's worth of what i normally drink in a spate of about three days and i have to admit i did get to the point the other day where my body i could almost feel it's going give me some fruit i need fruit because <laughs> i think all i'd eaten is starch i mean it's disturbing really um and I have to admit, like, my my skin, I'm feeling it now, is to the point where I'm like, no more. I can't take any more. I need to have a bit more of a balance because I'm looking a bit grey where I'm not being nourished. I mean, wine's not really nourishing, is it? Um, so I need to kind of rein it back in a bit. But I've still got loads of chocolate, um, of which I'm not sure if we mentioned it before. I think we did. But, uh definitely starting the diet and I need to do it because as we know Samantha's getting married in 2020 and uh it's, she's blessed with a very petite body um and so is her sister and they're just everything's really petite and in proportion and lovely and uh I on the other hand am not which is fine, Um, I'm I'm, I'm curvy, but uh, I'm at my, I was going to say I'm at my emergency weight, but to be honest, I've been gone beyond emergency weight, I'm now at no hope, disaster zone, emergency weight, Um, oh god, and I don't know about you, but Do you get to the point where you're like, I just can't do anything about this? And you kind of, it becomes the norm, doesn't it? You're like, yeah, I've got a flabby belly, but it's not even like I can suck it in anymore because it's gone beyond that. (sighs) So, yeah. I actually meant I'm slightly worried because (laughs) I'm getting a few days' time going with Samantha to try on some bridesmaid's dresses. I'm, I'm like oh my god I hope they fit so I'm trying to get rid of all the chocolate because I'm very much all or nothing um I can't be with these people where I'm like oh I'll just have one square or one mini egg Ugh, no I mean who are you who does that um if you're gonna have chocolate you must just have a bar or have a bag um and you can probably sense why I feel like the heifer that I am with that mentality. <laughs> but I would rather just not have chocolate in the house and not eat it than have it there. Once it's in my head, like, oh, I've got the craving. I'm like, no, I just have to have it. I can't just have a little bit. So, yeah, the chocolate will be. It's going to have to go. And... Uh, I'm going to have to start some form of exercise which fills me with dread, which on a serious level, I mean on a non-serious level, I don't really like exercise. I I got into it for a bit um, a few years ago because I went to a gym, uh, which was near my work at the time. It was in a hotel and it was only small. I mean they only had like I think three treadmills, two row and machine like it was diddy um but it was lovely because no one's ever in there so there was no judgment they had a swimming pool and like a jacuzzi and sauna and stuff so it was lovely and i enjoyed that i got into the routine and uh yeah i i kind of enjoyed the lifestyle and i felt like i was i suppose i was thriving at the time uh, not that you ever realise it, do you? You still feel like a heifer at the time. And then years later, when you really are a heifer, you think, Oh God, why don't I appreciate what you had? But um, but on a more serious level, obviously now with my illness, which I'm sure you're all aware of, any form of kind of exercise, is just, it ramps up. Oh, it's really hard to describe. But when you have no energy anyway and everything that you do is you have to kind of consider it and think is it worth using that little extra dose of energy that I've got when that energy might be needed to actually do something like actually have a shower uh you know it's it's tricky and when you are in pain and you just think I can't you know I can't go for a run that's just too much for me And also then what is the point of going for a run, pushing yourself? And then having a case of, well, I'm laid up in bed for a week because I've done too much and my body's now saying, you are stupid. So it's hard to kind of be able to exercise properly to lose weight when you can't really exercise. So it's trying to find things that I can do that's not too much but it's still effective. So it has to probably be just a gentle walk to the top of the road and back, which sounds like nothing. But it's a start for me, so it make me feel better anyway, I hope. I mean, I did chat to Samantha, and I said I was contemplating getting one of these little mini trampolines, you know, these exercise ones, they used to have in like the 80s. But because my theory was, well, it's not very strenuous, I mean I remember even watching QVC once and a lady was sat down on the trampoline and she said for people with mobility problems it's perfect because you can just bounce them down on your bottom and you're using muscles and whatnot that you didn't know, so in my head I'm thinking well I could have it in my house, I could do it at a time that I want, no one's gonna see me do it I can easily just go from the trampoline to my bed and collapse because I will be tired after. Um, so that was my theory. Samantha did laugh hysterically when I said I was going to play them by a the trampoline. I don't know why. Whether whether it's a sort of me on a trampoline, maybe it was my thought process that made her laugh, I don't know. Try not to take it personally. <laughs> uh I haven't bought the trampoline yet, I have to admit. Partly because I just don't want to spend the money, but I don't know. If I get desperate in the in the months leading up to the wedding I might have to invest in one and just banks at all hours of the day or something, I don't know. Um but I think part of the problem as well, even if you're not exercise, it's just toning up, isn't it? It's surprising, because I've known people who have been curly or chunky, but they're toned, and it makes such a difference, because, like, my belly isn't really toned anymore. It used to be, even though I was curly, but because I would always pull my tummy in and engage those muscles, it kind of created a more of a toned belly, now that I'm at home all the time and I don't need to impress anyone and I'm not wearing fitted work outfits, I'm wearing leggings and a jumper, I don't really feel the need to pull the belly muscles in, so I'm not really So it's they've just gone to pot, it's a bit wibbly wobbly down there, so lots of things to contemplate to do, but I have kind of gone way off topic of Christmas, I do apologise, but, I suppose it's kind of on track with New Year's resolutions. I don't like making resolutions because I never keep them. I've made resolutions to lose weight and they have not happened, so kind of pointless. But um, yeah, I suppose it's maybe something I'm going to try to manifest in the new year. I don't know about you guys. Do you make resolutions or do you kind of... Are you kind of more on board with those things where they're kind of put it out into universe and see if it happens kind of vibe? Which I sort of did last year actually. I put it in the back of my diary. I didn't tell anyone what I put on there. I can't really remember myself. But uh I think one of them was to stop spending so much in clear debt, which I know I haven't done. Uh <laughs> oh, and I think the other one was maybe to like read more books, maybe once a week. Way too ambitious. Um, and maybe that's one I can carry forward for 2020. Can you do that? Can you carry them on? Uh, so yeah, those are a couple of the ones that I did last, I say last year, but we're still 2019. So maybe I'll carry them forward. I don't know. But, um, yeah, what are your things that you're hoping to manifest or do? I mean, if we're, if we're putting it out there, I'd like to win the lottery. Um, and I mean a big one, not just win a pound. So if we're wishing for things and manifesting things, I'll manifest being rich. That'd be fantastic. So, um, yeah, we'll ha- we'll have to see and watch this space, see if it happens. Uh, but, yeah, let me know what your kind of things are. Is there anything I can poach and think, I'll have that one, that one's achievable. <laughs> because achievable, that's a thing, isn't it? Sometimes it's the same as when you write lists of things you need to do. It's like a mental thing. You put things on there that you kind of think, I've kind of already done it, or is that thing of make a list of things to do and then you can cross it off because then you're like oh I've done something I feel satisfied now I've achieved something because I've crossed it off it's that kind of level of hmm what can I make a resolution of that's actually achievable that I'm not then going to feel shit about myself come 12 months time when I haven't actually done any of it so you've kind of got a big you've got a Something that you think is actually achievable, or even just a little bit achievable. So, food for thought there. Oh, food, typical. Back to the old food. That's me. Uh but where else did I to get, get to this Christmas season? Oh, um, I went to a carol service for perhaps the first time in probably twenty plus years, and. I'm not necessarily, I don't know, religious, that's not really the right word, I mean I've been christened and I won't get too political about it because, I don't know, I'm not going to go there actually, I'm not going (laughs) to, because I don't want to say something wrong or insult someone but whatever, so me and a friend went uh, Saturday before Christmas and we went to one of the big churches in Bristol, and uh, I'd seen it advertised, it was a Chris Tingle, maybe a Naive, I just assumed that was just a smazzy name for a service, little did I know that actually symbolised the orange that they give you, I don't know, is it just a standard or I don't know, but they gave us an orange with a candle in it, and some cocktail sticks with a raisin and a sweet on the end, which symbolised... Oh, let me think. I think one was Mary and Joseph. One was the baby Jesus. Oh, was one the star? Maybe the other was the wise man? I can't remember. But, um,. But yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Um, we sang some lovely songs, and, well, hymns, I should say. But one of the, one of the funny things was, uh, we were going for dinner after, actually. Like, a little bit of a Christmas dinner in the pub nearby. So we were kind of dressed up a little bit. Um, I, I put a sparkly eyeshadow on, you know. Uh, and so we'd, we'd met at the church, and, uh, it was one of those churches where they have a centre aisle and then the pew's either side. And then there's some, like, uh, pillars. And then there's more pews either side, so it's quite wide. So we'd gone to one of the... It was quite busy when we got there. So we were like, mm, can we squeeze on the end? Mm, I don't think so. So we went to one of the sides and thought, oh, should we just sit here? But then we were like, well, we can't really see the front. And they had TV screens up. I mean, you can tell how big it is, they had TV screens. I was like, I don't really want to watch it on the TV. I kind of want to see what's going on at the front. So we went back to the aisle and was trying to see if we could, like I said, squeeze on the end somewhere. And one of the blokes that, I was going to say works there, but he doesn't work there. I don't know, what do they call them? Like a parishioner? I don't know. He said to us are you trying to find somewhere to sit so we said yeah yeah you know trying to see where we can squeeze on oh follow me so there's me clicking clacking down in my heel boots um and we're going down the center aisle feel like i was getting married or something and uh we're going past all these people sat in the seats that we've got they're obviously way earlier than us and uh keep going and we keep going and thinking oh my god where are we going like we're going past all these people and get to the front of the church and I'm thinking where are we going to go now? And um, he opens up the front pew, moves some coats, which is obviously where like the people the, I was going to say people that work, but it's really not but I suppose they're volunteers they put a couple of coats in bags he said, oh you can sit next to me if you like. So we said, oh, oh thank-, thank you. So we were smack bang at the bloody front of the church I felt terrible because I thought I don't even come all the time and I'm right at the front um and I thought oh I can't even mumble the songs down I'm really gonna have to pronounce as if I'm on songs of praise or something um but to be fair it was fine it was I didn't feel like I was on show and maybe it was best being at the front because I, I wasn't really aware because everyone was behind me. I just thought I can't really take any notice of if someone's watching, if I'm reading the words right. So maybe it was for the best. And we had a cracking view of the front and the vicar was lovely. Um, And it was, I have to say, it was beautiful because they lit the the Christingles, the, the oranges with the, the candle in, um, with the light that had come from Bethlehem. I think it just comes from the back of the church, but we, you know, we won't go into that. And uh, so they'd lit all these um, Chris Tingles. And i it was quite funny, actually, because they said, you can tell the way the world's going because... In the little booklet they'd given us with the words to the hymns, it said, obviously, they'd be light in these christingles and to keep children at bay and um, to be sensible when you're holding them and obviously not to hold it too close to anything. And um, they said if you have long hair, that you had to tie it up so it couldn't catch fire. (laughs) And if you didn't have a hairband... Uh, the helpers at the back had some hair buns. No, thank you. No offense, but I, unless they were brand new out of the packet, I don't want to borrow someone else's hair that I don't know. Luckily, my hair is kind of shoulder. I could put it up into like a little ponytail or a bun, but I thought I'm going to risk it for a biscuit. So um, I kept my hair down. <laughs> it was funny that they kept reiterating, like, you know, please do put your hair up and please do be careful, um, which bless them, but it seemed a bit OTG. But anyway, so uh, they'd lit the, the crystals and I'd said to my friend next to me, I said, oh, and it be nice if they put the lights down and then you could get the candlelight. And lo and behold, they turned all the lights off. And um, we sang Silent Night, Candlelight, and it was beautiful. And because it was, it was like a family-friendly service, they had uh, lots of obviously children there. So the children sang the first uh, not sentence, the first verse of Silent Night, and then the adults came in for the rest of it. And it was, it was so lovely. Uh, and yeah, it was nice. And the other, the other thing that obviously made me laugh as well, which we didn't have to pay to go to the service, of which I am slightly worried because I'd heard a few things before about some people had gone to service and it's for like 20 quid or something, which I'm not against donations and things, but 20 pounds seems a bit steep for a church service when it's a place of God and it's a place that welcomes everyone. I don't think you should have to pay. But um, obviously, they asked for donations. And they'd ask for donations during the first hymn because they said if they did it later on after they'd given you the Christingle, your hands would be a bit full so you wouldn't really be able to offer money up easily. Mm, Fair enough. So we rummaged in our purses and managed to find some money to put in the bucket. Uh, But they they did say, uh, if you haven't got any change, never fear, there is a card machine at the back of the church, so you can donate, and it's uh, it's contactless, so you can just tap your card. I just thought that was hilarious. And lo and behold, on the way out, uh, a queue was forming, and a gentleman was stood there with those little um, card readers that you get. Um, like people that craft fairs and stuff like that and it was on this sort of elaborate stand and people were just tapping on their way out making donations and i just thought that was so 21st century i thought what a way to expand and and really there's no excuse not to give any money because everybody's got a form of some sort of card payment but not everyone's got cash so because they do give you the look, don't they? If you say I'm really sorry, I've got any money on it And you could genuinely not have money on you. But every everyone's got a card on them. Who goes out with no money? And I mean, god, you can even pay on your phone now and your watch and stuff. So really no excuse. So they're very clever on their part to to play on people's guilt and get any pennies they can. And so I thought that was quite funny. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of my lead up to Christmas. It's quite festive. And um, now we're in that slump in between Christmas and New Year where it's a case of what bloody day is it? And what are we eating today? And what day is it again? And, and you just feel a bit lost, don't you? And maybe it's because I haven't got to go to work or anything, but it's that weird time where people have to go in for one day and you think... Am i am out for one day um so it's a it's a very strange time and I don't know about you guys and I know I'm I have an illness but it's just so tiring isn't it surprising I just do nothing it's so tiring uh and that, whether it's because you get to the end of the year and I think in the run up to Christmas and stuff you try and see so many people and you try and do things and deliver presents and you're like I need to go out and get that and there's always something to do or something to make or you feel more of it you have to do festive things and I guess the point where I'm just exhausted and I think once you stop for the Christmas break you then realise of oh actually yes now I'm resting it's all coming out the tiredness that you've kind of put to one side because (laughs) it's you haven't had an opportunity to stop suddenly rears its head and you need to have a rest so yeah it's been tiring um and I don't think I'm alone in that so I hope people have managed to have a a bit of a rest and enjoy the holidays I'd hate it if you know they weren't able to actually have a rest and then they ended up just going back to work thinking oh did I even have any time off (laughs) um because that's a horrible feeling and i've been there and i've done that and so yeah i hope people have managed to enjoy themselves and rest a little bit and actually i did see samantha uh a couple of days ago and she said she was so tired but we did have a productive day actually because uh we did some stuff for the engagement do but we kind of had an impromptu sale shopping i mean has anyone been like sale shopping and got anything good um, I got some stuff online, mainly things I could give as gifts. Um, in the new year and stuff. And I know Samantha, Samantha is not something I could do, but she goes to the next sale. Which, if you're not in the UK, the next is like a big clothing and home type store. Um, and they always open on Boxing Day at about six o'clock in the morning. And she went with her mum, and I was like, oh no, I'd still be in bed by then. Uh, but she went and got some cracking offers by all accounts. And so when we met, we had to pop to a shop to get, oh, what was that? Like a little taster, a pot of paint or something. Ended up coming out spending about 40 quid between us. We only went in for a pot of paint. Um, but we'd seen things that were just in the sale, and it was half pricey. You think, I just can't not buy it. It's like I physically cannot leave the store without, but it's just too good a buy. So we'd put some stuff in there, and it was to the point where it was so bulky what we'd bought. We thought, we're going to have to go back to the car, dump it, and then go back out. Because we were like, well, you know, while we're out, we might as well go to another shop as well. So we went to another shop, and they had rolls of wrapping paper, which I think should have been about five or some of them, between four to five. And four to five pounds they were 99p and again it was just a case of i can't physically leave this in the shop i don't even need wrapping paper i don't need any more gift bags but i can't not buy it because i'm buying all this stuff and it's literally going to cost me about five pounds and i've got about 15 pounds worth of stuff it was just fantastic um So we loaded up on that. And then we went into a department store, Debenham's. And we were out for so long shopping, we thought, are we going to have to have a pit stop and have a bit of lunch? So we ended up having a bit of lunch, which was lovely. And then what did I buy? Oh, I bought bought myself a coat. I don't even need a coat, but it was lovely. I tried it on, and Sammy said, Oh, yeah, that looks good. And to be fair, it is quite a good buy. It's a wool coat. And it's a camel-coloured one, which is very chic. And to be fair, like, you could have it, I'll keep it for years. I always keep stuff like coats and stuff for years. And um, I think it should have been £65. Pounds. I think I got it for, like, 53 It's not a huge amount off. No, it might have been less than that. I don't know. But I like it. But I don't need it. I said. But I, I wanted it and I'm going to keep it because it's just a lovely bar. I'm looking at it right now, it's hung up and I just think, oh yeah, that's a bit of class isn't it? Maybe when I win the lottery out of manifesting it for 2020, I might m- meet some rich fella in my camel coat, you might think I've got more money than I have, you never know because you know, it does look but if you've got a nice coat, because like, it's one of those tailored type ones, You just look the part, don't you? Like the Chelsea set. I've got a pair of Chelsea boots actually so I can put them on with it. Yeah, I think the trouble is when I open my mouth and common Bristol accent (laughs) comes out, I might have to work on it. But uh, yeah, so if you see me frequenting the Ivy or something in a camel coat, you know, come over and say Hello. Uh, I won't be too rich by then to ignore to ignore the peasants in life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm pleased with my purchase but it's a bind field when you go out, isn't it? Oof. I mean I don't go into time very often. Well, never actually. And it's it's a shame because I'm I, I'm always one of these people, Oh, you know, I don't want to do everything online and why are the shops shut in? It's such a shame. Um, but when you go into, like, a, a city centre, oh, it's just treacherous, isn't it? I mean, some of the people, you just think, what hole have you crawled out from? I mean, I was in one of the shops with Sammy, and I was trying to find something at the back of a shelf. And I um <laughs> what is that smell? And I was aware that there was a few people around me, a couple were chatting, a man had gone past, and he didn't look particularly dirty. But I was like, what is that smell? And it was like, it just wasn't going away. And, um, well, I can only describe it as someone had guffed. <laughs> that word still makes me laugh. But I swear someone had farted. But if they did, it was like a trail behind them. Oh, it was... Oh, my God. It was so strong. (laughs) And like I said, it just didn't dissipate into the air. It just stayed there. And I was like, I can't go. I uh, physically couldn't breathe. The smell was that hot. I thought, what have you been eating? And also, who thinks it's acceptable to just fart in the middle of a very small aisle of Christmas presents in the sale? And just let, especially, like, you kind of know if it's going to be a silent and deadly one or a bit of a noisy one. Don't do it in a shop when you're out in the public. Do it outside. Wait till you're walking between shops to let one go. Or wait till you're in a corner of the shop that's empty and then just quickly walk away or something. I mean, have a bit of etiquette. Don't just pop off while there's other people around. Oh, it's disgusting. So there was that issue. And then we'd gone. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but the car park to Sammy, Sammy's um, like flat. Uh, you can uh, get to it a couple of ways. So we'd come round the back, and then to get Bristol's quite hilly if you've never been. So we had to go up these sort of side steps that then gets onto like the main shopping area and they've notoriously been horrible i mean they've been there for years the infrastructure has been there for years and it's always been a haven for homeless people because it's quite tucked out the way and not overly busy that you don't really need to walk up the steps there's other ways you can get around it but we we had to walk up the steps So we'd already set about holding our noses, because it usually smells like urine real bad. And actually, we were surprised we walked up the first flight of steps and thought, oh, it's not smelling too bad today. And we'd had a bit of rain maybe that had assisted. Uh, But lo and behold, we were stopped in our tracks. (laughs) Oh God, I can't believe what I'm about to say. A massive poo. There was a massive poo in the centre of the steps. And at first, I was like, "Oh, look at that dog poo!" <laughs> I can't, I can't even say. I think it, we think it was human. <laughs> we think it was human poo. I think someone had taken a dump on the middle of the steps in public. Oh my god! it's just we literally raced up the rest of these steps. Thank God we didn't step in it. We nearly did. I mean why why take a poo right in the middle of the steps do it in the corner or something oh, I mean don't do it at all to be fair but if you're homeless then you need to do it then at least do it in the corner or something I mean please and I just think oh I mean I love the camel coat but the treachery of getting there I mean I had to see human feces and someone had guffed in front of me and I just thought Oh my word, what has this world come to? So yeah, treacherous but that's that's where we're at, so had a lovely little festive season, very tired, very overweight, very much filled with wine. Very much need to get sober and lose some weight now. Probably much like a lot of <laughs> a lot of other people, so if you've had a lovely Christmas, I hope you also have a lovely New Year, I hope you're not a hater of New Year like we are, but if you are, then you're not alone, because we hate it too, so, um, but yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear what you got up to for Christmas, and, um, if you're missing Sammy, I know I am too, uh, but she will be back, um, she's just, we, we just haven't really managed to get together to actually record or anything, um, because of the season and the time of year it is and obviously your engagement and stuff so but, but we will be back we have plans never fear so um yes so i hope you have a wonderful new year i hope it's very happy and healthy for you and i hope if you have to go to work in between now and new year i hope that's not too bad for you either and just just pretend to work you know just send a couple of emails or something and just do some internet shopping no one will know So until next time, when I hope the two of us will be back together, as I say, I hope you have a lovely new year, I hope you've had a lovely Christmas, and thanks as always for listening. So until then, I'll see you soon. Bye!